from the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. You ever notice how uh, dealership voicemail systems never work? Welcome to the program, by the way, Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. I love this song. You know I play drums on it? I don't. I made that up. You ever notice how uh, voicemail systems at dealerships never work right? Or anywhere. I think any business for that matter. Like my wife used to work at an insurance company and I would uh, call her and her name is Kelly Wilson because my name is Matt Wilson and so we have the same last name, you see. And I would call her and they'd be like, please say the name of the party you're trying to reach. And I'd be like, Kelly Wilson. And they'd be like, are you looking for Janet Razakowski? And I'd be like, uh, no, Kelly Wilson. Tom Bilson. No, no, no. Kelly Wilson. Janet Frankenhofer. Like, Kel- like they never work right. They can't understand you. Or you type in uh, the extension and it rings you to someone else's extension. Oh, I hate that. Or you type in an extension and you get through and it's like, hi, this is Jim, general manager at Jim's Kia. Please leave a message and I will call you back as soon as I can. This person's mailbox is full. Nothing says I have no intention of getting back to you like a full mailbox. It's just, I don't know why I'm talking about this. It's not a topic or anything. It's just, it's just me venting. It's either this or medication and I'll just vent this way. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. I hope you are enjoying it. Please subscribe, listen, wherever it is you consume podcasts, Spotify, Google, Apple. Most of the listeners of this podcast actually are listening on Spotify, which is hmm, interesting for Spotify. Uh, or you can listen on Anchor, or you can uh, just call me and I'll play it for you over my phone, whatever. I just want you to listen and subscribe. And thank you for the support. I greatly appreciate it. And the topic today on Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is going to be BDC behavior. As a marketing director in the industry, I spent a lot of time in various stores at BDCs, right? Listening to what is going on in the BDC of stores. And sometimes it is frightening. My guest today, making his second appearance, I think he's the first person to make two appearances. Don't get too much of an ego because of this, James, all right? No problem. His name is James Skrzynski. He's a general manager at Shakers Kia, and he, in fact, lives one town over from me. I don't, do, not, do not know why we ha- he hasn't invited me to hang out yet. I think, I'm, I think I sound cool on this podcast, but apparently not. But anyway, uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, you and I were talking um, via email once about BDCs, and I thought this would be a good topic to uh, have you on for. So are you ready? Perfect. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, so BDC behavior. Okay, so I'm sitting in BDCs a lot in the past. Uh, Not anymore, but at my dealerships, I would sit in the BDCs, and I would listen to them on the phone, and I would wonder, like, okay, is this person telling the customer the truth? Hi, I'm calling because I'm looking for the 2014 Acura whatever, and uh, do you still have it? And the BDC person would look it up and see that it was sold and go, yeah, that's here. When can you come in? And I would think, is that the right approach? Do you think that's the right approach? I think the right approach is uh, give me your best number if we get disconnected. Let me actually physically touch the car. Let me send you a video to show you that the car is still available and that it's here. And uh, 
And then the customer knows that, well, one, you're not just guessing. Number two, I know when I arrive, I physically have seen a video of the car in the last 24 hours. I'm not wasting my time. And what about if the car is gone? What do you think the BDC rep should say? Uh, in our store, what we do is we let them know the car is unavailable. It's been sold. Uh, and what options or alternatives we have. For example, if someone's really set on a – we just had this happen, actually. I had a one-of-a-kind Nissan Rogue SL with 9,000 miles on it oh, wow. in 2016. I asked the customer if uh, they would be willing – if they're just looking for SUV all-wheel drive or does it have to be a Nissan? And the lady said, no, no, it has to be that color. It has to be an SL. It has to be all-wheel drive, and I want something with under 10,000 miles. So I said, well, let me look at the auction. I looked the whole week. Um, and I actually could not find a replacement for her, but she had a good experience. Even though I didn't get to sell her a car, we couldn't do business. Right. She said, down the road, I'll give you guys a shot because I really appreciate you looking for me and trying to earn my business and not trying to just stuff me into something else. Like the five other dealers that she talked to. Oh, well, you know, you don't want a Nissan. You want this. No, I'm a, I'm a consumer too. Right. I know what I want. When I'm spending $20,000, I know exactly what I want, and I don't need to be talking to something else. Yeah. And, you know, I would hear a BDC say, oh, yeah, oh yeah, we have that. We have that. Come on in. And it's sold. And then they'd hang up, and I would say, well, why do we – because the BDC didn't report to me, but I would inquire. Why do we say that? And they'd say, oh, well, you know, we're, our job is just to get the customer here. And I'd be like, yeah, but the customer shows up, and the car sold. And so you say, oh, it was sold between the time I talked to you and, and the time you came in. And whether and the customer either believes that or is skeptical, or you make the customer mad. Oh, well, they I drove an hour for a car that wasn't even there. And then you end up with somebody who's never going to come see you, who is going to talk poorly about you to their friends and coworkers. And you're 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 not making a friend, you're making an enemy, so to speak. Correct. And there's no and, and also, yeah. even if it does like it does happen, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've had customers say I'm fifteen minutes down the road and the fresh up walks in and says, I don't want to drive it. It's my sixth uh, Kia Forte. I just want to buy it. Here's my credit card deposit. Oh, oh, sorry. We have someone coming in who wants to take a peek at it. No, we earn that guy's business. And the customer comes in. And you're 100% right. They never believe you. They always think that you're doing what the other dealers are doing. And that's the problem in the auto uh, industry is there's so many bad guys out there. Everyone assumes that all of us are rotten and that yeah. none of us. I mean, I personally know GMs at other stores that conduct business identical to us they don't they don't want to waste that customer's time nor do they want to sit there with the customer after they drove an hour and explain why the car is not there and that it just sold in the last 60 minutes because no one ever believes us yeah and it happens obviously i mean you know it it happens but uh and you're right and we did it to ourselves too we made the customers think that we're not trustworthy uh, not we personally, but like the industry as a whole. And I feel like, um, you know, the cu- customer comes in skeptical and on the defensive to start for sure. Always, every time. I mean, even customers who have done business with us, I have a customer that it's their fourth car from us. And while they do trust us, while they feel comfortable with us and they won't buy a car anywhere else, um, they still, you know, hesitation like, hey, you say this is the best deal. This is my fourth car from you guys. Is it really like there, there's still there's always that wonder. There's always that guess of like, did I really get the best deal? Did the guy before me get a better deal? Or if I was a little harder and I held out for another 15 minutes, would he have saved me another hundred dollars? Right. There's always that question, even for myself. Yeah. I'm in the business 11 years. I personally know the GM, the finance manager and the salesperson. I'm buying a car for my mother-in-law. 
And I still even am skeptical to say, yeah, I know I trust you guys. You personally know me, your professional courtesy pricing, but I'm still going to go on true car, do my research. I'm still going to call one other dealer just to make sure. And maybe they beat the deal by five bucks. I'll still do business with you. I'm not going to ask you to match it, but I just want to make sure that there wasn't thousands of dollars still on the table. And that's with a guy that has, that's a general manager that has 11 years experience. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break here. You know, at the beginning of the podcast, how the guys like this is mostly automotive, like the guy with the uh, with the good voice. Yeah, that's Jim McCarthy, and his company's called Jim McCarthy Voiceovers. And I've known Jim McCarthy for like sixty years. I'm only forty, so I don't know how the math works, but. Jim McCarthy voiceovers is the place to go if you need a voiceover, maybe for a radio commercial or a TV commercial or your dealership needs someone to re-record the message. Thank you for calling Bruce Bennett Nissan. If you need somebody to record your voicemail message, your phone greeting thing, your radio commercial, a TV commercial, maybe a ballsy sounding intro to your podcast, Jim McCarthy voiceovers is the place to go. How do you find Jim McCarthy voiceovers? I do not know because I did not research it before I wrote this copy to read this commercial. But if you just Google Jim McCarthy voiceovers or Jim McCarthy, you will find him. So hire Jim McCarthy from Jim McCarthy voiceovers for your voiceover. I did and I paid him. He did the intro and the outro. That's an industry term. Uh, for this podcast. So he's real good. He did all my radio commercials at my last dealer group. He did the voiceovers for all my TV spots. He used to work in radio. He's fantastic. Jim McCarthy voiceovers is the guy to use for all those things. That's Jim McCarthy voiceovers. And we're back with James Skarzenski, general manager at Shakers Kia. So broad question, do you see a BDC as selling appointments or selling cars? Uh, I see it as both. Yeah. I took a, I took, I personally took a phone call yesterday from a gentleman that lives in Norwalk. There's probably at least three dealers between Norwalk and me. And the guy said, I like your website. I like that you guys offer a true sign and drive. I want to make sure it really is. Does it include tax title registration uh, or any hidden fees? How many dealer fees do you have? Because the disclosures that a lot of these sites have are like three pages long. They're in font six. And that particular customer, it wasn't about selling an appointment. He already drove the car. It was about selling the car and just being blunt and direct with him. He said, you're the first dealer I talked to. You asked for my first name. You asked for what state I lived in, not even what town. You didn't ask me for an email address. Mm -hmm. You didn't ask me anything other than what color do you want? What trim level do you want? And here's the price for a sign and drive. And it matched identical to our, our lease offer on our website. And the guy said, do you take Amex? I want to get the points. And I <laughs> said, well, you're doing sign and drive. He's like, right, but you need a deposit to go get the car. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I do. Like, that's the best That's the best yeah. call for any yeah. dealer. Yeah, right. You know, too. And, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, that example, it, it, it would be nice if every customer was that uh, – easy to deal with. Um, but you look at that example and for everyone like that, there's a million of, uh, a person that calls your BDC and like talks to the BDC person for like 35 minutes, has no intention of coming in and is just shopping you. And the question is, how do you, you know, how do you handle that customer? You don't, you don't, you can't put any customer off, but you also, there's only so much information that you can give the person without getting some information from them. 
And, you know, a lot of times in the BDC world, you know, a customer will say like, well, what's your best price or what's your out the door price? And I know you guys, you have your transparency pricing, but in a lot of dealer situations, they'll, uh, a BDC will say, oh, do you have to come in to get your, uh, to get the best price? And that's a turnoff for me if I'm on the phone because I can get the information somewhere. Someone's going to give it to me and I'm going to go to the place that gives it to me. So, but a lot of BDCs will have a, will have a, uh, you know, a policy that we don't give price over the phone. And I get that from a dealer perspective, but from a customer's perspective, that probably doesn't work for most people. So I, I try to look at the car business and I think this is the wave. I've been saying this for years. Um, I look at it from an Amazon point of view. When I go on Amazon, I could get it locally for maybe a little bit more money, maybe even the same price. But the convenience factor of I know that 99% of the products on Amazon are the best price. Number two, it gets shipped to my house. I don't have to get my car. It's convenient. And I look at the car business the same way. If a customer calls and I'm the consumer, uh, why play games? My best price is on our website. And then give me your email. Let me send you and show you proof that I'm $2,000 below Kelly Blue Book fair price value, purchase price. So that way you have a third party. Let me also send you a printout showing you in a 150-mile radius that my car, based on trim, year, make, model, and miles, I'm in the top 10 or top 5, hopefully. But majority of our cars in the top 10. And let me show you data so you don't have to do the research. I already have it at my fingertips. Why don't I just show it to you? So that way I can justify it. Yeah. What about um, like scripts for BDC, right? Like every customer is different, but mo- you know, most questions, most customers, it's all the same basic stuff. Do you believe in a script where you know, like your BDC is trying to like crowbar somebody into a certain set of questions, or do you have like, do you believe like in an outline where here's how you kind of handle this, but you know, everybody is different. I train my staff with a very loose dynamic, I call it a dynamic script, where it's a conversation. Yes. You know, you're, you're calling me, Matt. You said you live near Brookfield. Where exactly near Brookfield do you live? Oh, I live in New Milford. Oh, okay. Well, I can look up. I don't have to ask you your zip code. Right. I can Google it. I know it's 06 something. Yep. And then I usually on caller ID have your phone number, so I can just verify with you. Hey, Matt, my caller ID says this is your phone number. Would this be the best number? to contact you with more information or if we get disconnected oh yeah that's the right number no i prefer you to text me okay let me write down that number and it's a conversation hey matt what what exactly are you looking for you've already probably done some research to get to the point that you looked up our car you found it online 90 percent of the customers do and you saw probably 50 cars that you clicked through you're looking at car faxes i just want to let you know up front our car is a one car owner it's a clean car fax or hey, there's a minor uh, ding on the Carfax. It says it's in the rear. I don't know exactly what it is, but Carfax tells me it's minor, so chances are it's probably a parking lot. No airbag was deployed, no structural damage, no frame damage. The car's been through an inspection. And now I'm not just selling you the car. I'm telling you all the facts that I can back up with a printed Carfax or a printed Kelly Blue Book offer or Edmunds Fair Market Value. But it's a conversation. Yeah. No, one, no one likes the robot questions. You know, like when you go to the doctor's office, I hate it when I go to the doctor. Yes. But it, it makes it even worse when they give you 50 questions on a clipboard and you're like, oh, I got to get yeah. through this. You know, I got to get through this to get what I want. 
you said robot, and that's funny because in my last group, there were you know there was two BDCs I sat in a lot, and one of them was a conversation. Oh, hey, it was a lot of repeat business too, but conversation. Hey, how you doing? Great. Maybe you'd find a little common ground, or you know, make a you know uh, some kind of like uh, you know comment or a joke or just a conversation. And the other place would be like, can I get your phone number? Okay, what email address is best to re-? like? They were literally read like drones reading from a script, and I'm thinking as I'm sitting there like. I just, I don't like that. Like if I'm buying anything over the phone or shopping over the phone or talking to customer service, I want somebody with personality who sounds like a human being, not a robot reading off a screen. I have a funny template um, that I use when uh, day 30 hits in our workflow and a customer's never, after the lead came in, has never responded via email, text, phone, video, whatever. And it, it says either an alligator has, has a, uh, hacked your email or an alligator has maybe taken you under his wing and you can't get back to us or maybe it's just you're busy but let us know if you're still in the market if not we'll take you off our list and we wish you nothing but luck and if you are still in the market let us know how we can assist you and earn your business and it's (laughs) so funny something so stupid and so like weird and and goofy and wonky gets me the most responses my response rate on it's like 50 percent of people like they respond lol I yeah. bought a car elsewhere or LOL. Uh, I'm still in the market uh, or I had a family emergency. I'm pushing off my uh, purchase for another month. Can I follow up with you in a month? It just opens a dialogue. Yeah. And that's cool too. Cause like I would get approached by a million vendors and a vendor would reach out to me with a creative email or a clever subject line or a clever first sentence. And I would write back, Hey dude, not interested in, in your you know services right now, but awesome email, keep in touch. And then boom, that guy, his name is in my brain and he can reach out to me three months later and go, Hey, how are you? And I'll go, Oh, I remember that guy. You know, like it creates, uh, you know, a little rapport or that person, you know, it's, it's different than what they normally get. I had a guy respond. Wow. That was clever. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he said. And I never got any other response, but I know it's a valid email. And I know that he probably told at least one or two other people, Hey, shakers, Kia, the general manager did a follow up and sent me, uh, yeah. that alligator might've eaten me. And at the very least, at least, you know, that piece of data is right in your CRM. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a fine line between, I get it. Dealers want, they don't want to give all this information for free. I get that. They want to have a way to follow up with their customers. I get that too. But at the same token, you put so many, uh, uh, you put this criteria, you put these walls up that like, I'm not going to let you in my house. So right. you've given me your social, your date of birth, uh, your credit score, your zip code, your phone number, your cell phone number, your email, your work hours, where you work. And the, it's interrogation. People get turned off. So I get there's a fine line and there's a good mix, but my BDR and my ISM are both trained to give them what they want first. And you're more likely to have a better response and a better customer experience. And people are more likely to give you the information after you give them what they want. Yes. Not the other way around nowadays. So what we've learned today is hire humans, not drones, have a personality, answer your customers' questions, and uh, and uh, get them in. Those are the things we've learned, I think. I mean, if we just break it down to the simple, um, my, my entire sales staff is trained with what's the problem, think of the solution. That's like my mantra. Mm-hmm. So if the, if the issue at hand is that the customer wants information, you 
have a 50-50 shot at selling them a car if you just give it and you don't ever get anything from them, right? Right. But you have a 0% chance if you say, ironclad, this is my process, it's my showroom, this is this is the way we do business, give me everything I ask for, or you get nothing. Well, maybe your percentage drops to zero, maybe it drops to 10%. I'd rather have it at 50-50. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, that's a good mantra for sure. Hey, man, I appreciate the time once again. We're, it's James Skarzenski, general manager at Shakers Kia. Dude, thanks for coming on, and uh, and we'll uh, have you on again soon. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. See ya. Good insight once again from James over at uh, Shakers Kia. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You know what I really don't like? You know what really grinds my gears? Isn't that from Family Guy? is coconut water. Coconut water is popular, right? I see it in the grocery store at like Stop and Shop, excuse me, or at Big Y. Uh, But uh, I don't like coconut water. And I'm going to give you two reasons why. It tastes like it's already been drank once. Someone else drank it, and now you're drinking it for the second time. Or it kind of tastes like the ocean. And not like the Pacific Ocean that is, you know, clean and cool and crisp and and uh, tasty. It tastes like the Atlantic Ocean, which I imagine is dark and dirty and filled with oil. Is that harsh? I guess I'm never going to get a coconut water sponsor. But anyway, thank you for joining me on another episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. I appreciate it. You are two weeks away from another exciting, scintillating episode. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.